Hi, this is Tracy Tiernan, host of Your Day Brighter, the podcast. And I am excited for you to experience this conversation and uh, even a little uh, a little singing, <laughs> too. Micah Tyler, singer, songwriter, uh, just a wonderful um, storyteller. Um, this young man has been uh, just lighting it up with his, his great music. But when you get to hear his heart behind what he does, I know you're going to be blessed by this podcast. Now, I want you to know that Micah dropped into the studio back in January. Okay, so you're going to be hearing for the first time this conversation that we had back in January prior to COVID-19 shutting things down. And, you know, just even going back and listening to it, my heart was aching a little bit because, you know, Micah was talking about all these travel plans, all these things that were coming up that he was excited about doing. This is what these artists do. They go around the country, they go around the world, bringing their music, sharing the gospel through music at events. And of course, we haven't had those events since COVID-19 kind of shut it all down. And so even listening to this conversation from a few months ago, it just made me realize um, how much has changed, um, how much in some ways we've lost. Um, But I wanna challenge you as you listen, to think about the things that have been gained. That's a lot of what Micah talks about in this conversation, going through some personal trials in his own life and how God has just been carrying him and sustaining him. And God is always working his purposes, no matter what it looks like in the moment. So with all of that in mind, this was recorded prior to COVID-19. I hope that you'll enjoy this conversation, be encouraged by it. And uh, you get a little treat in there too, hearing Micah Tyler sing in a just a, an intimate one-on-one performance uh, right here in the studio with me so i know you're gonna love it enjoy this is micah tyler you, i'm so glad yeah that's great oh come on just that's warming good. up you're killing me already you sound great you sound great so we'll just jump right in it's tracy and you are listening to your day brighter the podcast and I'm so excited we're talking with Micah Tyler today in the studio with his guitar and you are going to hear Micah share um, some music with us and he's going to share some stories as well about God being at work always behind the scenes in our lives in ways that you never expect it you're going to be so encouraged and I think it's going to help you even to maybe connect the dots in your own life to see how perhaps God has been working behind the scenes for you. Sometimes we're in the middle of stuff and we just can't see it. God, what are you doing? What is going on? Well, Micah is just full of great stories and great faith as well. And you have your guitar. We we need to start, first of all, by explaining um, how God shows up in the little details of life. It's a miracle that you're actually... Um, holding your guitar in the studio this morning. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm doing a radio run right now. We've got a new single that's out right now. And so we're visiting stations, just saying, hey, hanging out, talking to people and stuff. And yesterday, boarded a flight in Houston. Yesterday morning, I had my luggage. And so what's fun is that I'm doing five days of radio travel, and then I'm hopping on a cruise ship. To, I'm going on a cruise with with Mercy Me um, and and some guys on that thing. And so I was so excited about it. So, but I've had to pack literally like almost everything I own because I'm also traveling on the Northeast where it's like cold and I need a jacket. And I'm also yeah. going to be like in the Grand Turk Islands next oh, week. Oh, my goodness. So, so I have a swimsuit and a parka. <laughs> That's <laughs> so I've got fantastic. Like, I've got everything right now. So I stuffed it all in this big red suitcase. <laughs> and then I had my guitar case. So I, 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 I checked my guitar at the gate. I got this big guitar case and stuff. And, uh, and yesterday I checked them both. 
and showed up yesterday in uh, Richmond, Virginia, and nothing came down the old baggage claim uh, oh. aisle. And so went and talked to the airline, and <laughs> which this is almost more impressive than not. Um, <laughs> my two different items were placed on two separate wrong planes. Two separate ones. Yeah, so instead of them ending up in Richmond, Virginia, my guitar ended up in New Orleans, and my suitcase ended up in Dallas. What so, in the world? But they both ended up in Richmond last night. Praise the Lord. <laughs> a very nice person drove from the Richmond airport to Washington, D.C., where we were staying last night, and I was able to hold them safe in my arms at 1030 last night. So <laughs> super grateful. The Lord, sometimes he has to give us an opportunity to need him and ask for his help. Oh, my goodness, And so yes. he gave us plenty of that yesterday, <laughs> and uh, and now today I get to just be grateful because I've got it back. You got your the baby. Prod- the prodigal stuff has returned. Oh, my All goodness. Good. That's great. And it's amazing that they both went to separate places. Yeah. It's almost as if, like, we need to just spread... Micah's such a bright, shining light in this world. We need to spread him out. I I, I don't know if it's <laughs> that or just this is another sign of the fall of man. <laughs> what, you know, either way, though, I am grateful that we have Jesus. <laughs> amen. Amen. Well, it. since it is such a miracle that you have your guitar, what a treat. Yeah. Would you sing for us a little bit? I would love to. You, you Can I sing something new? Is I was okay? wondering if you would. I would you, you feel an amen? I, yes, if that's okay. Oh, my gosh. Is, that's okay. I love is, it. This is one of my this brand new song. Mm-hmm. It's also, oddly enough, one of my favorites. Um, not just right now, but like I really love this song because we've walked through a lot this past year with, with my family. Um, mm-hmm. Hurricane Harvey hit our home uh, about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And we had about 50 inches of rain fall on my house in just more than two days. So we had to replace four of the floors and walls in four of the rooms in our house. Oh my um, and then, and then right after that storm, we thought that the storm was going to be the biggest thing that hit us the whole year. And then we found out that my younger brother Daniel was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, like six weeks after the storm. Wow! So all this kind of came up at one point, and man, it was just it was a hard season. And we're like trusting the Lord with these things, and we're asking for Him to be protector of the home. And then in some ways He did, and in some ways He didn't. We're asking for Him to be healer for my brother, but we keep getting scans back, and there's more and more cancer, and it kept getting harder and stuff. Um, but man, I, I stand here now, you know, uh, two years on the other side of all these things and we have a home that's been put back together, praise God, and a brother who got to ring a bell because he's a cancer survivor. And so it was a big deal. He got to ring the bell back in March of this past year. And so wow. for us, you know, writing the whole new record has been one of those things. I, I, I've got two rules when I'm writing new music. And number one is I want it to honor God's word. Number one has to, because it's not worth me leaving my family to go out and to sing songs unless they're going to actually have the impact of the gospel wrapped inside of them. Like, right. I don't want to, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to wow. tell my kids. You want to say something. I want to say something. I, I, I would much rather call my kids and say, Hey, here's how, man, here's how God moved tonight. Here's why daddy was not here at your thing. Or, or, or I was, I was missing this deal as opposed to, man, they cheered so loud. You know, that's not a good reason for me to leave my house. No. And so that's rule number one. And rule number two is I want it to inca- like be a time capsule for what God's doing in my life. I want it to be part of my journey and part of my story so I can tell people, hey, here's where I was, where God proved this to me. So this song, Amen, has been super fun because it's kind of the celebration on the other side of getting through cancer and the storm and just knowing that man, I, I can't get over the thing that God's, God has done from my salvation all the way to you know, just these miracles that we've seen him do here recently. And so wow. this is one of those celebrations of the trust of who Jesus is. And the word amen just means that we agree. And so it's our opportunity to say, God, we agree with what you're doing and we trust you. Wow, wow. And for anybody that needs that 
right now. They're in the midst of their storm. They're yeah. still waiting uh, to ring that bell. You yeah. know, they're still waiting for the house to be put back together, the marriage to be put back together, yeah. the, the family, what, whatever it is. You can trust that God is moving and working right now perfectly yes. on your behalf. And the beautiful thing is it, it's not about us getting good enough for him to move. It's not. There are other religions right. that say if you are good enough, you can make your way up to where their God is. But our God knows that we would never be enough, so he meets us where we are. Amen. So right now, if you're sitting here in the middle of a, of a tragedy or of, of hurt or of heartbreak right now, know that God draws near the brokenhearted. That's a promise that he has for yeah. us. And that the one who did not know sin became sin so that we could have the righteousness of who God is, that God demonstrates his own love for us in this way, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. It's not about how good we get to be. It's how good he is already. Come on now, so Micah this is Tyler. a reason for us to celebrate and say amen. <laughs> I yeah? feel the amen rising up I in me right now. I think it's time to do it. Do All it. Right. Do <clears> it. Here we go. <laughs> when I think by where I would have been without you, I'm so glad it's a place I never have to be, yeah. Even if I tried, I couldn't count the ways Not enough it was for me to ever say Just how good, how good you are to me Hey, how could I have this joy inside of me? Amazing grace, so good I can it be Every day of my life, I want the world to see I can't get over what you've done for me Got me singing like amen, 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 oh, amen. What you did has given me a hope forever. Huh. And what you do has shown me you will never leave. Oh, even if I tried, I couldn't count the ways. Not enough of what's for me to ever say. Just how good, how good you are to me. Yeah. How could I have this joy inside of me? Amazing grace, oh Lord, can it be? And every day of my life, I want the world to see. Yeah, I can't get over what you've done for me. You got me singing like, hey. why I gotta sing. I can't get over what you've done for me. That's why I gotta sing. Every mountain, every valley, ever since the day you found me. I can't get over what you've done for me. That's why I gotta sing. Amen. Oh, how could I have this joy inside of me? I'm singing like Yes, 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 yes. Micah Tyler, 
That's your newest. I oh my goodness! I just wanted to like jump up out of my seat listening well, to you sing. I lost my headphones in the middle of that song. <laughs> they flew right off the back of my head. Apparently, I was just going for it a little too hard. <laughs> sounded phenomenal. <laughs> you know, since you have been uh, doing this now, like this is what you do now, and you made that big transition from being a, a youth pastor yeah. um, and you're doing music all the time, how have things changed for you since you've been able to focus on doing just the one thing? For me, honestly, I think some of it is just doing it day in and day out. Yeah. It definitely, I mean, practice, practice. I'm not going to call it perfect, but practice does make you better. <laughs> and so, so like, I, I feel like just me going out there and, and learning my voice and learning, you know, just, just different technique things and stuff like that. But also for me, one of the biggest joys for me is that I've been able to travel with like heroes of mine, like yeah. getting to see guys like Mercy Me and Crowder and Jeremy Camp and Big Daddy Weave and Phil Wickham and like these guys who are Jason Crabb, guys. guys who are some of the best singers I've ever heard in my entire life, <laughs> like watching them do what they do and, and, and seeing the way that they take care of their voice, but also like what they put into a show and how they do those things. Like, I mean, these are guys who've lived in my iPod for a long time. And now <laughs> that I'm getting to actually see them do it live. Um, I made a joke. <laughs> a lot of times I take these tours so I can go to these concerts for free. <laughs> Like I, like, I got to go to 61 Mercy Me and Crowder shows last year, and I didn't have to buy one ticket the whole time. Woo, that's and called they, they, winning. And they gave me a ride, <laughs> which is kind of amazing. So, like, you know, that's for awesome. me, like, I am I am one of those guys who I'm an actual fan of Christian music. And yeah. so I get to watch these guys. I, I go watch their shows and see what they do, and I, I, I ask probably too many questions. and Because I'm, 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 I've, I've always just been inquisitive. I, I want to I understand things more, and I want to know how I can serve the Lord better serve my family mm. better and serve these songs like these are these are songs that are, are they take three and a half hours sometimes in a writer's room to write but but this is a lifetime's worth of the truth that God's taught to me to be able to go into those three and a half minutes yes. like I'm I, so so when I go out I, I want to make sure not that I can just impress a room but that the, the message of these songs gets out and so yeah so sometimes it's just me you know practicing and making sure that I know how to how to do what we're doing you know in, in a way that's serviceable for the the song that's the most important thing for me it's, wanna, it's the authenticity that comes out as you're yeah. singing it's just like I can tell you feel every word yeah every word and it just uh, it just grabs you and your range is amazing <laughs> I mean, oh. listen to it like wow listen to that range. Can you tell me, like, one nugget, maybe the most profound thing that you learned from one of those guys on the road that you're, you know, still thinking about? God has taught me something from every person I've traveled with. So, mm. like, like, like profound things, like going out with Phil Wickham. Um, to me, he's so good at the camaraderie on the bus. Is so it's he? like it feels like we're all like cheering each other on. When the crew guys get on the bus, they're all like cheering for them when they get on the bus. And so, like for me, I got to headline my very first tour. I did my own little thing back in September this past year. Congratulations! And so, like that was one thing that we did was like whenever the crew got on, like we're cheering for the crew when they get on the bus. Love the that. Big Daddy Weave guys, um, and we are messengers. I went with, with with Darren as well. I love those guys so much. Man, the family and the the at four o'clock every day they shut down the whole tour. Four o'clock every day, they uh -huh. shut the whole tour down. They get in the the main sanctuary where we're playing that night, and they and they talk about um, what's going on in everyone's life. Let's hear from everyone. They pull up scripture and they talk about it, and then we have a prayer time for the group, and then they put their hands on every single chair in the room and they pray for the people who are going to sit in that night. Are you serious? Four o'clock every day. People need to hear this. this no, they is, do. These this the is important. This is this this is the stuff that yeah. uh, makes it all come together. This music that you're making comes yeah. from this 
authentic, vibrant relationship with the living God. Yes. And that's the thing that has the power to change lives. That's it. So they, so, and, and so that's something that when I did my tour at wow. six o'clock every day, okay. I sat there with my guys in a circle. I found out what was going on at home. How can we pray for you individually? Wow. And how can we pray for these people tonight? With, with, um, Jeremy Camp. Jeremy was so good about like grabbing by the shoulders and just asking me how I was. So then I thought to myself, okay, who, the openers who I have on a tour, I need to care for them. I need to know who they are. So that was something that I did with the guys who we brought out on our tour. When I went going out with Jer- with Mercy Me and Crowder was an incredible thing because it, it's me taking my show that I can do in front of a couple of hundred people and, and we're performing at Radio City Music Hall, and we're performing in front of 11,000 people in Phoenix and, like, all these crazy shows. Wow. But so for them, I learned from those guys how you take how you take a room that big and still are able to make it feel personal. Wow. And make it feel – so Crowder will strip the whole stage at one point. They all get around one microphone. Everyone gets on acoustic instruments, and they all play into the thing, and they create this moment. And that's kind of like an orga- – it feels very organic and honest right there. It's just yeah. good musicians being around there doing those things. But really, with, with Mercy Me, they've been doing it for 25 years now. And it's the best show they've ever put on. Mm. So for me, I'm going like, I'm kind of new walking into this thing still in some ways. Um, I've been at it for 10 years on my own, but like in, you know, like Christian radio and stuff for a couple of years yeah. now. So, but I'm, I'm watching these guys who even after doing this for over a couple of decades, and Crowder who's been at it for a couple of decades, they're still going, how can we make this the best show we've ever put on? So look, the work, work ethic is something that I try to put in and say, okay, if these guys are still working this hard, knowing that one of the funniest things was the first time I ever did a show with them, I heard them making their set list. Now, at the time, I had never been a moment, um, was the only song that people knew. And okay. so Different was about to go to Christian radio. So I'm sitting over there, and I've got to play four songs. And I hear them making their set list. And their set list, they're going like, we, you know, they have 27 number one songs. <laughs> So they're having to go, or now they have 31 number one songs. By the time they had 27, they're going like, well, we can't play these 10 number one. Like, they're not saying that, but they're like listening to songs. I'm going like, oh, my gosh. And I'm trying to think, like, okay, what four songs can I play that people won't go to the bathroom? <laughs> like, that's my set list. That, oh, Micah. Oh, my gosh. And I want to turn to them and be like, can I play some of your songs? <laughs> like, if you're not going to do them, can I play those songs? And so, like, but but really, though, like that's so – that's been the thing. Jason Crabb is one of the nicest people I've ever met. And like when we weren't on tour, he's texting me and calling me and asking me how I'm doing and stuff. Oh. And so to me, that's something I'm try- like, Great really, I, I have tried. I've been very blessed to travel with a lot of men and, and, and women who just love the Lord, love the people they're with. And so for me, like I, I ask God every single time, like, what are some things that I can take from this? Keep my eyes open so that I can pass along the wisdom that these guys have, have earned by being out here and doing this thing. So. All that to say, I've got a nice little treasure trove of things that I've pulled from literally everyone that I've traveled with. Like everybody has something special that they've shown to me and I want to be able to pass it on to somebody else. That's beautiful that you are a learner. You know, that takes some uh, humility, you know, to recognize that everybody has something to teach me. And I love that you have, you grabbed like little nuggets from all of these different artists that you had an opportunity to. I'm also just a dummy. And so (laughs) that that also helps with me just trying to figure out things that's going on. But no... (laughs) I mean, but really, though, it's and, and and the people who I have traveled with are some of the best to have ever done this. You wow. know, like these are these are the guys who are writing songs that like will be in hymn books one day. Like, right. And so like for me to get right. to go up and ask them, like, hey, why do you do that? Like, how how's and for them to be so kind to let me know those things. It's just, you know, mm. it's a real treat. How, I'm sure it's very uh, hard to pick one show. But if you had to pick one show that was your absolute favorite for you 
What would it be? Is that just a crazy question, impossible to ask, to answer? Okay, can I can I tell you about the show that changed my life? Please tell okay. me about the show so, like, that I've, changed I've, your life. I've had I've had a, I've I've had some some shows that have like lit, like have changed the, but this is probably the song that has changed the biggest course in my in my story. Um, so I, I was the local Southeast Texas opener, and so like I since I do this full time. I made this little CD. They're playing on the local Christian station. And so I kind of became the guy that when a national act would come to town, they'd say, like, hey, maybe we could get Micah to come in and open for him. So, like, I had opened for Building 429. I'd opened for a couple of different artists who'd kind of come through. Well, then Phil Wickham was coming to town. Mm-hmm. So they asked if, if I would open for Phil Wickham at First Baptist Port Natchez, Texas. And I said, absolutely. So I did this, like, 20-minute acoustic session. Well, after my little set was over with, um, after the show's over with, Phil comes to me and goes, hey, man, come back to the hotel. I'd love to hear more of your story. I'm going, oh, okay. So this is like a local, it's like 15 minutes, or like 30 minutes from my house. So I, my wife, I went to her, and because I, and I told him, I was like, well, I've got my wife and kids with me, so I probably can't because I've got they're, just, they're out in the car and stuff. <laughs> so I went to her, and I was like, hey, just so you know, I kind of saved you from having to sit in the car. And she goes, why? I told her about Phil Wickham. She goes, what are you doing? We'll sit in the, we have a DVD player. <laughs> so, so my wife and kids sat out in the car while I hung out with Phil for a bit. And uh, had a great connection. He was so kind to me. And so they, anyways, after that was over with, they kind of said, hey, we'd love for you to come and do a show with us sometime. Um, we'd love to have you come do some more things in the future if we're ever in your area again. I said, oh, my gosh, I would love that. So uh, almost a year later, I get a phone call from his road manager saying, hey, we're going to be in Tyler, Texas. That looks to be about like three hours from you. Would you want to come and open up for Phil? And I was like, oh, my gosh, absolutely I would. So the short version of the story is I show up at 2 o'clock for my little sound check. And I'm supposed to do 15 minutes during my set. And Phil was in Pittsburgh the night before, was supposed to be flying from Pittsburgh to Chicago, Chicago to Dallas, Dallas to Tyler. Oh, my. And then do the show. Well, the flight in Pittsburgh got delayed, so he missed the flight in Chicago. But they made it on another flight. So they're like, hey, just so you know, have you heard about Phil's plane? I'm like, no, I haven't heard you. Well, uh, so he got delayed. So he's going to, so do you think you can do 20 minutes? And I'm like, yeah, it's a one song. I can do that. And so I was like, great. So then like an hour later, they came to me and said, hey, did you hear about Phil's plane? I'm like, yeah, I heard that it got delayed in Pittsburgh and he's going to miss the flight in Chicago, but they got it figured out. And they said, yeah, but the next flight in Chicago had mechanical issues. So now he's going to miss the flight from Dallas to Tyler, but it's okay because we're going to pick him up in Dallas and just drive him over. Do you think you can do like 23 minutes? I'm like, like half a song. Okay, yeah, I can do that too. And so I'm like, I'm just trying to do the math. Right. And so anyways, so then they come to me again later and they're like, hey, did you hear about Phil's plane? I'm like, I've heard a couple things already and they said well yeah so now the one in Chicago is having some issues so it's gonna take off late and so do you think you can do 30 minutes I'm like yeah, okay yeah I can do 30 <laughs> I think I, I, I can figure out a couple more songs or maybe I'll just do some Phil Wickham songs who knows and so 15 minutes before the show starts I get a phone I get I, one of the guys comes in and goes hey can you take a picture with the pastor of the church for the Tyler Gazette the newspaper Great. So they don't know. This is this is way far away from my house. No one knows who I am. I'm a stranger in these parts. No one's here to see me at all. And it's a sold out Phil Wickham show. And uh, I go to take a picture with the pastor of the church. And right before they snap the picture, he goes, hey, did you hear about Phil's plane? And I was like, I've heard a lot about <laughs> Phil's plane today. And he just said, um, it's not landing. There's a storm cloud on DFW. And so he smiles for the picture. Somewhere there's a picture of me in the Tyler Gazette looking startled. Oh, my God. <laughs> just frightened. Because he then tells me, he says, uh, yeah, there's a storm cloud sitting on DFW, so the plane was not able to land there. They tried landing like seven times, and they ended up flying over and landing in uh, Oklahoma City, which is oh, way far away from Tyler, wow. Texas. He said, Phil's not coming. And I said, oh, okay. So it was me. It was me. 
And so the crowd is like shouting, Phil, Phil, Phil. Oh, my gosh. I, it just seems like a horror movie. And so I, <laughs> I go out there with a local DJ, and he's very nice. He turns to me. He goes, this stinks. I'm like, oh, this does stink. He goes, we'll go out there together. Great. So we go out on stage together, and he basically just welcomes her. Are we excited for tonight? They're like, wow. They're so pumped. Sold This show sold out in like 48 hours. Like it was a crazy show. And they just said, he goes, all right, well, let's, let's get some announcements out of the way. So he starts going through the calendar for the radio station for like 10 minutes, just trying to stall. I'm going, what are we stalling for? Like, dude, he's <laughs> like, not here. He's got to give him the news. So finally, the last thing he says was he said, <laughs> and one more thing I got to tell you, um, Phil Wickham is not coming tonight, but please help me welcome the Michael Taylor band. No, no, no. <laughs> and he, and he, runs, <laughs> he runs off the stage. And I just the Michael went, Ta- Taylor band? Michael Taylor band. And he just goes, and I just, everybody goes, what? It was so like, just fast. And I just kind of said, um, oh no. And I just walked to the microphone and I just said, um, a couple things. <laughs> number one, um, my name is not Michael Taylor. It's Micah Tyler. Sorry. Um, number two, I have to apologize. I'm not a band. I- I'm just by myself. And so I'm not a band. I said, and number three, I don't know if this is the right time to mention this or not, but I just decided to start a cover band called Will Fickham. Okay. <laughs> Which is just dumb. It's just, I flipped it. And so uh, so they started laughing. And I was like, okay, I think the Lord's still here. So for the next hour, I just poured my guts out. I told stories and I just sang songs. Because because I'm standing back there 15 minutes before the show start. And I, and I it, 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 it brought me back to a memory I had where I was talking to uh, someone said that we'll never stand before the Lord and him say, well done, that good and successful teacher or successful musician. It's faithful servant. Faithful servant. And when we said I do this full time, you know, back nine years ago, I was a youth pastor and we felt called to do the music thing. It wasn't because we had a tour bus picking us up or anyone inviting us to play a show. It was because we felt called to do it. And so we sold over half of what we owned. We bought a single-wide mobile home. We put it on borrowed land. <laughs> I started driving a sausage delivery truck. I started substitute teaching at an elementary school. But our prayer the whole time was, God, we don't know how to do this, but you've taught us how to be faithful, so we're going to be faithful. And so I, all I thought of was, I'm going to be faithful for as long as I can play this guitar on this stage. So for an hour, I just poured my guts out, oh my just gosh. laid, and, and 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 it was one of the sweetest. People people laughed and they cried and we we uh, they heard they listened and we talked. I mean, like it was the craziest set list. I'm just I'm just playing like everything <laughs> I could think of. I probably did the alphabet at some point. <laughs> did you and do any Will Fickham songs? I didn't do it. I know people ask you. They're like, so did you do did you do any Phil Wickham songs? And I tell them like the only worse thing than Phil Wickham not being there is me doing his songs. <laughs> So, so I just instead I just got out there and like, but so the show's over with, and there's still some gravity to it because like after the show I'm standing at the merch table and there's this long line which I'd never had a line before, and so they're coming up and like people are going like, oh we, we never heard you, we love you, and I'm taking pictures, I'm feeling really good about myself, and this girl comes up and she goes, uh, oh my gosh, I loved your show, and I said, oh thank you so much. She goes, it's my birthday today. I'm like, oh my gosh, happy birthday. Do you want a CD? And I gave her a CD, and she goes, oh thanks so much. I said, well where are you guys from? And she said. We're from Mississippi. We drove 11 hours to see Phil. And then, and then I thought, oh. I just said, do you want a shirt? <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. And so, but like, but like the reality of like that thing. So the next day I get a phone call from Phil's road manager and he, I said, hello. And the first thing he said was, what did you do last night? And I just was thinking like, oh my gosh, did I black out and say something inappropriate? Like what? And I said, um, and he just goes, 
we just keep getting phone calls and tweets and, and, and messages about what you did last night. And people just loved it so much. Um, we'd love to do more with you. So I ended up going out. I had bought, they didn't know this. I bought tickets to go watch a Christmas show with Phil Wickham and Shane and Shane two years in a row. <laughs> and I said, if you guys are looking for someone to consider for this, this Christmas tour, I'd love to be considered for it. So I went on the Christmas tour. So now today, Phil Wickham's <laughs> label is Fair Trade Services, which is the label that I'm signed to. Right. Uh, Phil Wickham's manager is Scott Brickle, who also manages Mercy Me. Um, he's my manager now. Um, and so like it, they, and so Phil goes back and says, hey, there's this guy that did this thing in Tyler that was really special um, and he came on the Christmas tour and we think that you should talk to him and so it changed my life so oh. people ask me like how'd you get a record deal I was like well because Phil Wickham's plane didn't land <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you I'm like um, practically in tears over here listening to that story it's precious yeah it's precious how God works he just works all the time yeah. um, relentlessly for the good yeah and we, could, and we could call all of it calamity. Like we could look at that and say, yeah. we could look at the negative and say, what a horrible day. But I look back on it and it changed my life. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's not because of how good of a musician I am. I mean, to, to be honest, we had worked so hard and it sacrificed so much. So in that moment, all I could do was just basically like lay out everything I'd ever learned. Like I'm just laying out every story that I could think of, every wow. everything that God had taught me up to that point. I just laid it out on a stage for an hour for, and it wasn't like there was a record label sitting out there. I'm playing for people who did not know my name. They you thought were my name was Michael Taylor. Ministering to people, and and that's that's it. Because yeah. I, I thought, Lord, I may never see these people again, but at least tonight, can I just offer them you? I'll be faithful to you wow. and let you do what you want to do. And so I think a lot of people think in their life that if they're not having some sort of a platform or opportunity or that everything's going right, that God cannot use that situation. Right. But I am a firm, I'm just telling you, I've got one story after another of, 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 of me feeling like I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time <laughs> and God being like, no, nah, dude, like I, you're on, if you are following me, it is a path that is completely planned and accounted for and purposeful. So our life is just to understand that God has a purpose for everything around us and that we just try to live on purpose and we let him take care of it. And we be fully present in every moment. And like you said, giving them all that you are. Yeah. Here, here I am, send me. <laughs> well, the song Never Been a Moment was the first song that I wrote after I signed a record deal. And so it, that if you look, if you go back and listen to that song now, it yeah. is basically an account of every time that we walked into a situation feeling like that we were stumbling into something and God showing himself present and showing himself loving and showing himself kind and thoughtful and generous mm. and purposeful mm. and and perfect. And so, you know, that's every why time. I, that's it. So there's never been a moment that we were not held inside of his arms. There's never been a day when you were not who you say you are. Yours forever. It don't matter what I'm walking through cuz no matter where I'm going, there's never been a moment that I was not loved by you. Please sing it, please, please, please. Come on. Let's do it. I'll pull it out here. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Come on. Uh, yeah. See, I've been a sinner, I've been a saint, a little bit of both every single day. I've been lost, but somehow I've been found. Hey. There's been some pain, been some regrets, been some moments I'll never forget. But when I look back from where I'm standing now, there's never been a moment I was not held inside your arms. There's never been a day when you were not 
say you are Just forever It don't matter what I'm walking through So no matter where I'm going There's never been a moment That I was not loved by you Loved by you Loved by you You've been the rock You've been the peace Always show your good heart to me My days are marked by grace I don't deserve No You've been the price I can never pay You've been the light That has led the way No matter where I am Who I am Sure There's never been a moment I was not ever inside your arms And there's never been a day when You were not who you say you are Yours forever, it don't matter what I'm walking through So no matter where I'm going There's never been a moment That I was not loved by you Yeah, yes Oh, so where could I go? And why could I run who is And I will leave behind Your all-consuming, heart-pursuing Grace-extending, never-ending love Your love There's never been a moment now There's never been a moment I was not held So much. I heard those harmonies over there. Oh, Come can't, on. Can't help myself. Can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to tell you, um, just listening to you sing just brings me so much, so much joy. Mm. I love when you can hear somebody's, just their heart, their story come through their voice. You've got this fantastic, just gritty, soulful. I, what did you listen to when you were growing up? Where does everything. that? Everything. Everything. It, it, it was funny because like like my, my mom and dad have very different musical tastes. Oh, yeah? But music was playing all the time in our house. So if my dad was changing the oil, the radio was going. If my mom was vacuuming, <laughs> the, the, the music music was happening in okay. the house. So my mom, my mom listened to... A lot of like Motown and doo-wop, ah. but also like Michael Bolton. And my <laughs> okay. dad listened wow. to like Willie Nelson and hair metal. <laughs> and so there's a lot of varying things that were happening. Somewhere in the midst of that, I found myself listening to a lot of all that, but also a lot of like Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. um, a lot of Jackson 5 and, and like that kind of stuff. I uh, hear that soul in But your also voice. like, man, Garth Brooks. Like, I, I, I'm a sucker for a storyteller. And yeah. so like uh, those are the kind of music that I just, I just kind of 
fell in love with and stuff. But yeah, I mean, soul music is kind of like where I I like to hang out. And so so that's what's exciting about this this new record. Yeah, um, we're getting to kind of tap into because at the end of the day, I want to service the gospel. Like I want I want to make sure that we're telling. So the songwriting is always the number one priority for me. But we've gotten to take a little more time on this album, um, pulling in some different influences. And so we've got some soul. We've got horn sections. We've got Sweet. choirs. We've got all that kind of fun <laughs> stuff. Um, and, and we're also some of the guest vocalists we're going to have on this album. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I, it's all secrets. Right it's a now. secret. It's I won't secret. tell anybody, Micah. So everything's still actually <laughs> I, it's kind of being finalized right now. So I was on the phone on the way here. But we're pulling in some gospel voices. Oh, that's um, fantastic. Which, which makes me so happy yes um but but that's the thing like i at the end of the day i don't want to i don't want to have and this sounds so cliche artist but it's the truth i don't want to just make music for a certain genre of people i don't want to be boxed in to be like this is for if you like this you like this right i want to make an album that that the hope is that someone listens to it and goes oh i love the variety on this album but also the hope is like i'm going to cast a big old wide net mm-hmm. and if and maybe maybe there's there's like two songs on the album that you just love because yeah. that's kind of your genre of music and maybe you don't some of the other things kind of like oh i like that okay at the end of the day if you can hear the gospel in the middle of it that's, that's my it. that's my number one priority but also Maybe we'll have some different flavors in there that kind of mm. put it together. Because I look back and it's not like I had one artist that I loved growing up. It's like, no, nah, I had a had a lot of influences on me. So I'm going like, let's let's just get it. Let's have a chance here to to kind of showcase some of these influences and stuff and stuff. And and the songwriting is the same way. The songs are varying because I look, this this record is a time capsule of the last three years. So you have songs that are celebrating the things that God has done, like Amen. Yeah, yeah. And you have songs that are right in the middle of the hardest things that we're walking through. Right. Um, there's one song that's the title track for the record called New Today. It's probably one of the, I can't sing it today because I don't have a keyboard player with me, but it's just, it's it's this song that um, for me, it's probably the most personal song I've ever written. Mm. Um, and it was the hardest one to write. I walked in the room and this is my, my brother was actually about to have a big surgery where they're going to try to remove as much chemo, much cancer as they could, and they're going to just go in there and do all these things. My goodness. Um, it was exploratory surgery because he had, he had, they had found cancer in his colon, his lungs, his stomach lining, and possibly his liver and a couple other spots. So they basically go in there and just see how much they could get and then try to zap the rest of it and stuff. Um, so before the surgery, they, I mean, it was life or death is what it was. And so I remember walking into a couple of writers' rooms that week, and one of the writers' rooms I walked into, I just told him, I said, they said, what's going on with you? I said, well, if I'm being honest, a song that we're going to write today could either be sung in celebration of my brother getting over cancer or it could be sung at his funeral. Mm. And that's and that's and listen, that's not a reality that I want to live in all the time. Mm. But that day I wanted to be honest and I wanted to have a song. So the the, the some of the anger that I was feeling during that time kind of came out in that song. But it all goes back to how his mercies are made new every morning. Mm-hmm. And mercy is not something that we earn. It's something that is given to us, yeah. and, and it's something that is there whether we realize it's there or not. Mm. But it's our job to recognize that God is a merciful God and to receive the mercies that receive God gives it. to us. Like They're there every morning. Right. Whether we recognize them or not, it's something that we choose to do. Right. And so that song was just me saying, I mean, the first line of the song is, I've been hard on myself lately. Mm. Every morning I feel the weight. You know, and, and when it's hard to just get out of bed, uh, tell my heart because sometimes I forget that your mercies are new today. Oh, that's so good. You know, and that's so so, good. so so this record kind of has 
the full gauntlet of of what it means to live, you know, in the middle of some hard things, but also be able to celebrate the truth of God's promises. That's beautiful. I, I can't wait to hear the whole thing. I'm excited. Mike, I know I've, I've got to um, uh, let you go, but I mean, I, I love talking to you. I could talk to you all day long. Yeah. I want to leave you with like three quick questions. Please. Uh, what's the one song that you wish you would have written that you love so much? You're like, man. Of all time or of like recently? all time. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> I can put my kids kids through college with a couple songs. <laughs> you know, um, "To Make You Feel My Love" by Bob Dylan is one of the most just magical songs to yes, me. Yes, the melody, the, the whole thing is just it just feels magic to me. Um, if, <laughs> if if I am looking at recent songs, Phil Wickham's "Living Hope" mm. is one of the most doctrinally heavy, but just the weight of it feels so lifted in in, in how hmm. just the power of that whole thing. Um, so I love that. Uh, there's just been records that have just, I don't know, there's <laughs> records that have been records. But I, I would have to have about um, uh, three days of fasting to figure that question out, <laughs> probably. Because the problem also is that I listen to too much music. Like, I'm just, I'm a consumer. Like, I sure. love music so much. So I could probably give you my top 50, but trying to rare, narrow it down to one. Sam Cooke's Change is Gonna Come would also be on that mm. list. But that, I'm, again, I, this is this is a, a long answer for a I love asking question. people like you a question like that because I love just how uh, eclectic your, oh, your tastes are. And Beatles, the things- Blackbird would be on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror would be on there. I mean, I honestly... Honestly, I could. This is so a, much. It's a loaded question. It's a, we'll do another <laughs> podcast with just that question. Yeah, that, that, that should be the question. Like, what song do you wish you wrote? Be like, okay, <laughs> chapter four, <laughs> the awesome. early years. Yeah. All right. So here's question number two. Hopefully, okay. this one's a, a little bit succinct. a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, tell me where at the end of this year, mm-hmm. what would be one thing that you'd like to say? I did that. Um, I'd be faithful to my family. Mm. Like, 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 like faithful to rest with them. That's that's oh. the big thing for me. Faithful to rest yeah. with them. That's my that's my goal this year. That's my word is rest. Is rest. We picked our family decided to pick words this year, and so I've got my, I've got my wife Casey and I've got three kiddos. I've got two boys and a girl, and so everybody got a word this year. Oh. So like my six year olds is kindness, and so oh. he's just it's funny because like he's using it like he tells everyone to have a good day at a store like when we like when we check out like he has his new thing it's like he just tells them. Happy New Year. Have a good day. And like for him, he looks at me, he kind of gives me a wink like I'm being kind. That's so cute. And so like he's, but like everybody, so mine is rest. And and for me, um, rest is not natural and easy for me. Yeah. Taking a nap is easy for me, but like I'm Soul constantly, rest. actual, like it's a lot of work for me to rest. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm planning on doing this year is I'm trying to, Look at my schedule and figure out how to simplify things where I can actually be home more. But also, when I'm in front of my kids, I'm going to try to my hardest to have my phone put away. Yeah, I'm going to try my hardest to make eye contact and listen and to remember and to to try to savor and to experience this year. Um, and so, at the end of the year, I want to be faithful to rest with my family this year. Like that's my goal for the year. So, mm, thank that you was, for sharing that. Yeah, and and, and that's hard. It's a, it's it, it it takes decisions to do that. It does because naturally, I am like, what can I? Because I like I love to serve. Like, yeah. I'm a, are you an Enneagram person? Yes, I am. Okay, what are you? What's your a number? Four. I'm a two. Oh, I know okay. about you twos. So I'm I'm constantly <laughs> trying to figure out ways that I can serve somebody. Yeah. Like, and that's just my natural thing. I want to please the people around me. So. It is easier for me to run out and do things for my family. But what I'm learning is, is that my family would much rather me just sit in the living room with them and just talk 
than mm-hmm. have to plan a trip or to go and buy a thing or to like, let's go out to eat. Let's go watch a movie. It's kind of like, no, we can just play a board game and just like be with each you other. You can just be. <clears throat> and so, and but the thing is, I also love to, it's not like it's hard. It's not like it's a bad thing for me, but it just doesn't feel like I'm doing enough that way. But I'm yeah. learning that that is enough. And so this year I'm, I'm, I, I'm putting some real effort and purpose behind resting this oh, year. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm sure you've heard this uh, quote before. If the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean. And he's good at that. He he's is. He's incredible at that. Because I can, I can be so busy trying to serve my family that I forget about him, which is backwards. But think about what is the, the profoundness of what you just said. We do the same thing with the Lord. Absolutely. You know, and it's hard for us even to, as you said earlier, receive yeah. his love and his mercy when we're just going a million miles a minute because somehow we've um, we've morphed into this idea that we're earning it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've made it transactional. So it's really a very trusting thing to pull back, to let him love on you and to not be doing all the time. I commend you. What a great word. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I've never told this story before. I love your um, stories. Tell me a story. This is a short one. Okay. Um, I was driving a sausage delivery truck when I first started doing music. Mm-hmm. And no, 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 no. I was still a youth pastor. I was doing this part time to kind of make ends meet. First got married, needed an extra job. So I was driving the sausage delivery truck while I was a youth pastor. And I remember we pulled up behind this grocery store and a homeless man comes up. And, and, and you kind of get a little nervous sometimes behind stores, just not because it's a homeless person, because it's just a stranger that I don't know. Sure. And sure. I'm carrying food and money with me because I'm selling this, like bringing it to back doors and stuff like that. And so this guy comes up to me and he goes, uh, do you know the Lord? And I was like, yes. And he goes, what do you do for the Lord? And in that moment, I just told him, I said, um, I'm a youth pastor. Uh, and he goes, no, 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 minister. I didn't ask you what your job was. I asked what you do for the Lord. Wow. And and it took me aback. I was 20, probably 20 years old, 21 years old. And mm-hmm. I remember that day. This is, you know, 16 years ago, 15 years ago. I remember going, oh, it's not about the success of the job that I do in the name of the kingdom. Like, what am I doing? How am I loving? How am I? And like, it, and this and this guy, he barely said anything else, and he just kind of called me minister. He kept calling me minister, which made me upset because he kept going like, "All right, minister, what about this?" And I go, "Okay, minister." And it's like he's doing it in a degrading way. Wow. Um, this guy walks away. Of course, I've never seen him ever again. He very well could have been an angel that day. I have no idea who we're entertaining wow. at all times. Wow, wow. But but 15 years ago, I had an interaction behind a grocery store that has changed profoundly the way that I look at the way that we serve God. And it goes back to, we will never stand before the Lord and him say, well done, that good and successful DJ. That's right. You're a faithful servant, That's successful right. CCM artist, right. faithful teacher, successful teacher, successful businessman, successful stay at home mom or homeschool dad, whatever it is, faithful servant. So, the goal is to be faithful and that's, that's what we're and he's trying to figure out what you're faithful to that is such a great story it's a weird one i, I really i've never told it because it's in, but i i think about it all the time it sounds it sounds like you had a, a visit a divine visit I, I honestly think that it was oh i believe in those yeah i really do oh my goodness what a great story okay so let me let me leave you with that's this. a very long answer to that simple I, question sorry I I, love, I, no it was a fantastic okay. answer this i'm so enjoying this so here's my last question for you um what do you want your kids to know about god first and foremost, if you could only say to them one thing about who Jesus is. Mm. 
that he loves them before. Here's what's profound about that. He loved them before they were born. Mm. And the reason why that's so important, like fully loved, compassionately loved, um, because then it doesn't turn into what they can do or how talented they are. Right. It's because what happens if I, you know, out of our three kids, two of them love music. My my six year old, he he can barely keep a tune. <laughs> so what happens if he equates? my job with how much I love Jesus and how much Jesus loves me if he's not able to do my job one day. Right. But if his job is to simply be a son of God and that's, and that is enough for yes. Jesus to love yes. him fully. Yes. And like he holds nothing back. It's, he doesn't, there's nothing my son can, my, my three kids can do, any of us can do to make God love us any more. And there's nothing we can do to make him love us any less. Yeah. Like that's the lesson. Uh, simply, <laughs> Them being here and knowing God is enough. Mm. And so and so to me, if I if I could just they don't have to succeed. They don't have to win. They don't have to be better than comparison is a thief of joy. They don't have to figure out like who who can they be better at than this thing. So that, yeah, it's not. There's no blue ribbons in the kingdom. Mm. It's just we're all sons and daughters. It's it's all even foot at the foot of the, of the cross. And that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Micah Tyler, thank you so much. What a joy you are. And I pray you get that real soul rest uh, this year and uh, just enjoy being a son. <laughs> well, listen, I, it, it is also enjoyable getting to hang out with people like you. So thanks for having me. Oh, my honor. Thank you. Your Day Brighter is produced by Brighter Media Group, Tracy Tiernan and John Lawhon. Editing by Julie Gilligan. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave a review and tell us what you think of the podcast. And make sure you share it with someone who needs encouragement today. Thanks so much for listening. And tell somebody your story today. Or better yet, ask to hear their story.